my name is Mars. I know how to press R. <laughs> This is fair too. Hey, everybody. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Grandiose Bullshit. (laughs) That's when you go. We never figure out the perfect segue to it. But no, but you don't. You don't stop. So I'm like, I'm Russ. We go back to you. You're doing doing the head fake like you're about to say something, and I'm giving you the opportunity. I'm waiting for your lips to shut the fuck up, and then I'm like, well, then don't get closer to the mic when you do that. Then. Yeah. Yes, but thank you for tuning. So this tuning- is Luis, and I'm Russ. <laughs> That's probably be easier for everybody out there. So yeah, I want to you know before we get into it, I want to you know continue on the trend that we were doing before in the last few episodes we were recording, which is giving a a shout out to local sponsors during this time of need, uh, local businesses, and uh, one of the businesses we stumbled upon was a uh, Light Years Natural Wine, which has been uh, providing Houston some fantastic natural wines. And if you look at our Instagram, you see the bottles that we drank on the last recording that we did. And on this episode, we got three new bottles, and they are all, I want to say, quite awesome. Yeah. Uh, Russ, do you want to describe some of the bottles that we got? I mean, I first want to throw a disclaimer out. Like, for the last year when I hear natural wines, I always think of prison hooch, which <laughs> I used to make. I've had natural wines that remind me of prison hooch, but this is like, this is like some bougie shit. Is that and I don't mean in a bad way. Like this is yeah. really nice. Like if I would have bought somewhere else, I wouldn't have thought it was a natural wine, all organic. Mm. Um, all of them are not in English, so mm. I'm already impressed. Yeah, and uh, I want to say we we got some of our wines because of our special guest spot that we're gonna have later on the show. Uh, we'll delve into that later. Uh, a couple of these are really nice dry red wines and uh i think the audience would get a nice kick try what red wines okay it's not you said red at first he said wet <laughs> whatever yeah uh, we're already two yeah. into three bottles really yeah but i i really want to see if russ we can nail the pronunciations of some of these wines oh, russ shit, can yeah. you pull the first bottle that you see so seen? the first one we cracked was a white mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. It wasn't sparkling though what region is it from uh, if what? I'm just if I'm just guessing off the uh, kid art here, I'm thinking. Oh, let me look. No, okay, so we're still in the we're well, still in the country of Italy. Well, also I I uh, like this your looks setup. Looks like vines. Well, yeah, but also I like your setup for that. You immediately thought so, when you looked at the picture. What look, was your immediate reaction? What are look, they trying to draw? We're gonna we're gonna upload this again. When you look at the picture, it's clearly two mommies. <laughs> Two moms. Two I, moms and a I, kid. I was more innocent with it. I went with a mom and her oldest daughter and her youngest child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, but see, this this chick right here, this can't be the daughter. She's wearing a farmer's hat. So this is the bitch that's actually growing them ho-ass grapes. And this is her white girlfriend that just likes <laughs> drinking wine. And then this is the child they adopted. Her white tourist girlfriend that's happened to stop by. That bitch got red hair, dog. <laughs> She got some grapes in her hand like, I'm about to go get drunk right now. Yeah. Why, why does the farmer girl look kind of Mexican? Do you see that? Uh, I think you go more, you know, I mean, you a know. Spaniard, we'll say. Well, look, it's, you're Spaniard. in the hills. It's hot out there. Yeah, it's sunny. I mean, yeah. It's Italy. It's a beautiful country. Yeah, and your immediate reaction is to go, Mexican. Look at the dress. Oh, look my the, God. Look at the colors on the dress. It's very of, of Spanish descent, you know? It's not. She it's Italy. Chanclas on and... No, how do you pronounce that again? Chanclas? Chanclas? Yeah. So, but if I had to just guess it, I'm saying Cervacher... No, wait. 
It's from the Sriracha region? Yeah, it's from Sriracha. Sriracharo. No, there's two C's back to back. Chiaro? Chiaro is how you're going to pronounce it. Sorvacciaro. Sorvacciaro. You that weird I think you, that last one was probably the closest. Yeah. Sorvacciaro. It is a white, cheerful, and light, perfect companion. We liked it, though. For everyday thirst. We really liked it. You Please, chill- sir, very cool. We chilled it in the fridge for a little bit. It was nice. So all my boys over there underneath the North Main Bridge, you're going to have to steal some ice, though. You can't just drink this room temperature. Although it does look like a 40. Like some of these bottles they, they, they sell mm-hmm. with the cap on it, I'm just like, huh, Edward McForty hands? Yes, please. Or you're flashing back to, you know, yeah, high school days when you played Edward Forty hey, hands. Pouring one out for, yeah, yeah. Or you're pouring one out for the homie on the street. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, not all the homies. Some of them. No, one homie in particular. I always oh. got one homie I pour out on. Who's the homie you pour out on? I don't, I don't know if I want to say his full name, but... Again, you you have this thing where no, you no, listen no, to people's no. real name. No, I know, but but then the people that listen that know me, because they're like, Russell, don't let the shit go to your head. Stay in the streets. So shout out if you know AMFW, that motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about. That white boy with the fro. I pour out... I pour out juice on that man daily. One of my boys, Ryder dies. R.I.P. Gone too soon. PTSD is the thing, guys. Fair fucking enough. government's fucking ruining our boys. Fair Sorry, enough. I had a political movement just because I feel so in my. All right, so Let's now. Let's throw it to the next bottle now, now which I'm was for our like, special I guest. I feel like this has to say love. Amoro. Yeah. Oh, I Because French is amore, but this well, is no, Italian. Oh. So maybe? Well, no, that one is actually, oh, no, it's the next one that's from Austria. No, this one actually says from Long Island City, New York. So that's where it's distributed from. <laughs> oh, shit. It's made by some guy named Salvatore in Long Island. <laughs> he personally steps on the grapes himself with his feet. After he works at 12 hours in the skyscraper. It's the, it's the best wine east of the Hudson River. <laughs> so, now, this one is... This is, this is, yeah, this is a Yeah, the third one. Talk about the third one. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm sure that says liberation. <laughs> okay, but that's not how you pronounce it in its native tongue. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Pizza Libre. Oh, that is the cleanest version. I thought you were going to go with something way filthier. <laughs> I was going to fuck it up. Yeah, dude, that's what I thought too. I was like, damn, I'm going to say pussy on accident. And again, well. <laughs> And again, we'll take a photo and let you guys decide how to pronounce these bottles. But uh, they're all fantastic. If you like dry reds, the two that we that we're taking pictures of, they're really awesome. Yeah, shout out to to Light Years Natural Wine in Houston, Texas, for providing these wines. Uh, trying to support local businesses during this time of need. And uh, quite honestly, they're fantastic wines. They have a lot more than what we pronounce. Go to their website. We'll tag them on our Instagram post. It is really good. Even our audio engineer it can't stop himself from really enjoying how good that third bottle is. Shit's fire. <laughs> and so I guess that's a nice segue into yeah. what we wanted to talk about in this episode. Um, so I somehow... <laughs> I fucking kill you. <laughs> no. I, let me put it this way. I no. hear that on She's, giant no. <laughs> speakers. <laughs> I wasn't trying to get the fuck with you though. It's like because my wife is the person that got me into wine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we talk about like when people ask me like because some of my friends that know me before her, my boy won't fuck with that wine unless he's slapping the bag. Shout out to Franzia <laughs> on the river. You know what I'm talking about. Or if I'm ever talking about 
junior high phase. Mm. Oh, I've hit so many balls of Boone's Farm Dog. It's Man, I it's apple wine. But if you're from the <laughs> South, you know Boone's Farm. Man, I I just Do you learned... know one person that doesn't have a I got fucked up on Boone's Farm story. You've never got fucked up on Boone's Farm. Never had. Well, you're a cultured girl. Life. You're such a cultured well, girl. Well, hold on. We'll get to our special guest okay. in a moment. But no, but no. So she tried to eg- educate and culture me to where the first time we went to a vineyard. It's pronounced vineyard. That's I'm how I I'm said kidding. it. I'm kidding. No, no. The lady right. looked at me like, "Oh <laughs> you did God!" Fuck up the Franzia, though. It's can you really? But yeah, you just did. So I'm sitting there like. I'm doing all the shit you see people do in like wine videos. Like I'm over here fucking sniffing the glass, smelling the. Fucking do you know cork. what you're doing, or are you just making the gestures? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but when I started gargling the wine inside the winery taste test room, the lady was looking at Katie like, "I don't know where he found this motherfucker." <laughs> take him back. Yeah, yeah. You got a gift receipt for him. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I mean, so now. That's why mostly I think I like a lot of dry reds. She put me onto it, but to me, I think I'm more of like a heavier boozy person. Like I like drinking whiskey and stuff like you that. You like full bodied stuff, so yeah, maybe so you... the reds kind of like mm-hmm. they're parallel. I would tell you on uh, this white one, man. You're, you're good. No, we can edit out this later. You I mean, couldn't get a bag for that. What? You just carried twelve beers through the middle of a blood drive. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like all these people in here are good. They left. Oh. Did they leave? I hear some people out there. This is Steve. Uh, Steven. Worried about the crackheads bothering him. And I saved a bag. Save the environment. Oh, I think you Everybody says save the bag, but they've already made the fucking bags. They don't have to make more if I don't. They're going to make more, though. God, why, why are you going to be a dick, Smiles? Yeah, you got to go so negative right, when uh, trying to his save His favorite it. one's port wine. Oh, yeah. oh ports are really good. Ports and Bordeaux are my top ones usually. We'll do and that. Falls we'll do that for the next is, episode then. That's what falls on though. Is like every time we go somewhere and I find a port or Bordeaux, it's like the most expensive bottle. It's like you just like buying expensive shit. So, you know, honestly, here's the thing. But then, that, but I do because in the background, other than like we're popping tops, dude. But when I like think of like yeah, like I want to be like Mace and P Diddy '98. Ballin's a habit, dog. Yeah, here's the thing. I find that I don't spend a lot of money, but if I do, I'm going to spend it on something nice, and it'll be worth it. I'm going to make it count. So oh, I think maybe yeah. that's that's the thing that we should learn, is if you're going to spend money, make it count. Oh, I make it count, dude. Yeah. Like, most of the time. Most of the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like 60%. It it's like 60% of the time. It works every time. It's like percentage in the Philippines. We're like 33% good. Oh, shout out to our Philippines. Shout out to our Philippine listeners. Huh. My boys, I know a Filipino. Do you know a Filipino in your oh, neighborhood? My boy. Oh man, my boy! <laughs> you can't do that. I can't, can't say that. You can't. No, but nobody knows. You can't no, give it. Is. Shout out to my homie. I forgot his name. What's his name? No, <laughs> you no. But early, then you get mad at me when I shout the real name. What's if his you nickname? Use their first name is fine, but when you say last names, it's a legal thing. His name is Chris, but people I know him as his nickname that is a sexual reference. Where balls are getting dropped on a man's face. Teabag? Yeah, his nickname was Teabag back in the day. Um, Why was his nickname Teabag? A guy put his nickname <laughs> on his face. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Oh, that Chris. <laughs> yeah, that Chris. Oh, that Chris. Yeah, we actually found out we knew the same guy. I'll through fucking drop through Shout mutual. Shout out MCCJ, dog. <laughs> we knew the same guy through just different circles of friends. But um, That's really interesting that... Yeah. You you where do you live? 
Because you live, Russ lives in Pasadena. No, no, no. He, Chris, is part was, of the DJ scene. A, he was an MC in the rave scene when I was in it. And they didn't click. Sure. Yeah. Sure. He was like the white guy in Karate Kid, and then T-Bag was like Daniel Sutton. <laughs> Fair. I mean, minus the bullying and the violence. No, yeah. still bullying and violence. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was trying to help you. All out. right. So then... Um, we kind of veered off on this side. We kind of no. I mean, you can cut and edit this. We according. still haven't gotten to the third bottle of wine. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh. I, I got close on it. Yeah, he said pussy. Okay. Hey, but you know what though? I just noticed about this one. So, yeah. This is a product of Austria. Mm-hmm. But it's imported through a company that's based out of Houston. Yeah. So we have a local distributor over here for you guys. Yeah, we're all about local, trying to support the cause while we can during these times. During these troubled times. Yeah. And uh, the whole point of this podcast is to try to generate as much as we can during these times. Um, and one of the things that we did was try to you know, retell all of uh, Russ's history, how he got picked up as a 17-year-old, technically, coming out of prison. And when I asked you about your history... I said, how many people know the full extent of this? And you said, no one except my wife. And even then, she doesn't know the full story. And that got me thinking, what if we got her side? Because there's clearly a character to this story because you're a happily married man. Yes. I want to know how she met you and, and what didn't she know? Because we learned a lot about you in those roughly three hours. That you, how long have you been married to Katie? Sorry to put you on the spot like that. No, uh, it's been five years coming up in October. Five years. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, five years October, and then before that we were we were dating two and a half. So. Seven and a half years in a relationship, and there was stuff that she didn't know. And not to stir the pot, but I just thought that was really interesting. And so today, what I wanted to do was bring in a special guest. And that special guest is your lovely wife, to hear her side of the story. You can do a quick shout out. You're not, we're going to keep talking around you after this, but you know, we just want to let the audience know you're a real person. Yeah, I don't make you, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Hi. There it is. That's all we needed. She's a real person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like little Dicky and just have like big old flesh mold, flesh light in my closet. (laughs) (laughs) We're not there yet, Russ. We're not there yet. No, but like, oh, so, but no, like, so we can't talk about that. But I think too is when you mentioned that to me the other day, the reason that I don't think I like was so upfront with her wasn't even really like trying to hide stuff it was because i'm naturally an extrovert mm-hmm. and clearly by just this introduction we can tell that my wife's the exact opposite so that was always a thing in our relationship from the get-go i'm very outgoing want to be the fucking center of attention party guy she doesn't want to be any of that which again makes for such unless a, she's comfortable or like in her like in her little clique, which, then that's different. But which uh, makes for be, such an interesting dynamic. No, it does. But so then though, when it came to me trying to tell my past, I was like, I don't want to hide anything. So I want to tell her what's what's relevant in the situation. But also too was like being in that situation of not even prison, just on probation, on probation, 
uh, and trying to be in the dating game, it was very negative to like when you finally were like, because I'm very open. So if a girl would ask me, I'm like, okay, I'm currently on probation right now for a drug charge. Now, unbeknownst to me, this dumb bitch is doing blow in the restroom, <laughs> but now she's like <laughs> second guessing herself. <laughs> Not your wife. Not no, your no, wife. no. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. the dating scene. Yeah. No, you have yeah, to. There's context. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, when I was dating, I'm not dating anymore. Right, but the whole, so, yeah. the bigger no, context. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yes, I know, but I'm not was... done talking yet. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Y'all are trying to act like, oh, wait, make sure. Yeah. Strike, I guess cut all this out, Smyers. No, 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 my no. Wife it's not, it. it's a, it's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at. When I was dating women, which I already said, you, I'm going to be up front. Like, yeah, I'm, I've been to jail. I'm on probation. Your boy out here in these streets running and gunning. This hoe's doing blow in the restroom, but she's like, I don't want to be associated with a guy that's in trouble. So then, like, that bummed me out to where, right when I met her, I didn't want to be in a relationship because, A, I had nothing going for myself. I was I was off parole, yeah, but I was living with a roommate slash family member. I had no job. I had no car. I had nothing looking forward to myself. The last thing I want to do is be like, oh, oh, I want to get in a relationship. That was the most depressing time in my life because it was still, like, it was there. And, so, and then all this past experience is, like, having – being in dates, going on dates, being like, and like even girls like a couple weeks in and they find out shit and they're like, oh, I can't be, I can't be dating somebody that has a felony. Respect. But bitch, you could have told me that fucking three, four days ago and we didn't have to go through all this shit. So when it came to my wife, I was like, I'm not going to be full frontal like, oh yeah, I saw a guy get his head, head bashed in with a metal locker because I'm out in these streets. No, but I was like, but what happened, what unbeknownst to me too was, and I said it in the last episode, an in-law did a background check on me just because they didn't know anything about me. And when I found out, I was really pissed, but I was so used to that through probationers, jobs, anybody. I'm like, whatever. So when her brother asked her about it, he's like, do you know what, what he did in his past? She's like, I know why he's here where he's at. He told me all that. And that was just me being like, all right, if I'm going to take this relationship seriously, I need to be, this is my past. If this doesn't get in with it with you or this bothers you or whatever, I want to know this now. I don't want to get into sudden. You're like, I wasn't trying to marry motherfucking some thug. I get that, but tell me that now and not later. Because it, it, if it bothers, you know, it does bother people. And I get that. You might, be, you might come from a background where almost every person in your family has been to jail. Now, do you know your family's good people? Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But are you willing then to get in a relationship with somebody that's in that same route? I would think somebody in that situation would say no. But I could be wrong. Teach their own. Mm -hmm. So that was always my thing. It was like, all right, I'm not going to tell her all the crazy shit. Now, I tell her, I was like, you ever want to know something? I'll tell you. But realize, like, I'm going to tell you like I tell anybody else. So I might say some things you don't like. But who the fuck thinks to ask, have you ever had cocaine bags pop in your stomach? <laughs> 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 Lil Dicky says in that song, he's like, do the work. Lil Dicky came way after your marriage, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, but in the last one, he's like, on Philadelphia, like, he's like, you fuck with that work? Uh, oh, I like this guy. Him, like, he might be interesting. But wait, <laughs> on my checklist <laughs> of questions, has cocaine bags ever popped in your tummy? Like, did that happen? Well, I mean, that could be a new question on Tinder now. Have you, <laughs> yeah, have you ever had... But again, I think that's that's a great segue. So part of the homework that um, n n we gave to uh, Katie was to listen to some of the episodes that we've recorded so far just so that we could get some kind of context. 
But also what I'm really interested in is we've heard Russ's first version oh, we, ver- okay. version of when you guys first met. At the Crowds Bowl. I would like to hear, Katie, how did you get looped into meeting Russ? Okay. So my best friend at the time was all in love with um, her baby daddy who shall not be named because he's like Voldemort and evil. Call him Voldemort. Um, <laughs> Call him Voldemort. And so they wanted Katie to find someone to be in love with and stop her horrid ways, which I was a okay with my life. Wait, were were you acting in devilish improper ways? Were you a, a oh, succubus? Um, I definitely had my list of guys, and if number one was busy, I called number two and locked the door behind you on your way out. <laughs> so you were a harlot. Like I, I got mine, and that's all that mattered. Exactly. I got mine. Yeah. So whatever. They showed me this picture that cannot be found of Russell holding a snake on his shoulders, and we're gonna find this photo. My first comment was, "I do that. Not that I want to date that. (laughs) Not that I want to be with that. Like, I'd fuck him. Like, yeah. You know, why not? But see, this paints. This is what I wanted to hear because Russ paints such a contrasting." image of you which is she's an introvert i'm an extrovert she's very reserved here you are saying i look at that picture with the guy holding a python it's like yeah i hit it from the back (laughs) yeah i'd do it so they had a crawfish boil told me they were inviting him so i was like okay that's fine um and when he walked into the what were you wearing what was he wearing? What were you wearing? Um, oh, what, what do you remember when you when you saw Russ wearing? What was Russ wearing? And then we'll uh, go to Russell what were you wearing? wearing a shirt that only homeless people should wear. had holes all over it. <laughs> he was wearing some green high-top Converse that could probably talk to you. Some shorts that also had holes in it. And y'all haven't seen his shaggy dog hair days, but when he shook it, when it got wet, it was legit like a dog shaking after it took oh a bath. So he looked like a homeless man. And the moment he walked in the backyard, I looked at my best friend and I was like, nah. <laughs> I ain't doing that. Hard pass. I'm not doing that. This is how he introduced himself to you, knowing he was going to meet you. He didn't know. He didn't know he was getting set up to meet me. I just got invited to a crossbow. I had no idea that people were trying to, like, set the parameters of, like, fucking blind dates and shit. Matter of fact, on the ride there, my one homeboy who invited me is like, do me a favor, go pick up my old lady, and that bitch is crazy. I almost busted you and went back home. I was like... Free crawfish, free beer, tight. Go on picking up your fucking baby mama. Uh-uh. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> so, so Russ is not dressed for the occasion. Let's let's be. I mean, it's a crawfish boy in the backyard. I um, shit, though. If I'm out here in the street sucking heads and eating tails. Yeah, but you made it sound like you look fly as fuck. No. I would fly, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the image of me. Like yeah. he was definitely, he was definitely willing okay. that. Russ, you'll have your time. He was to definitely shine. winning that. You know best put together homeless person contest that he was in five minutes before he showed up fair um so yeah i said no right away we ate i actually had to leave for like an hour it was my niece's birthday you didn't know you were meeting russ at this point i did you knew so what were you wearing for the occasion um i think i had on a pair of shorts like a a a tank top it wasn't low cut i was just wearing a tank top but like any girl does when they're going and hanging out like my hair was straight my makeup was a little bit put on like that's it I wasn't like trying to impress him because, again, I said I'd do him. My pussy's good. I knew I could get what I wanted. So I didn't have to really dress up and be all fancy to try to get that. Um, And so I had to leave. 
And then I came back and we continued to drink and have a good time. And my best What did you leave for? My niece's birthday. I went and met my family for dinner. Okay. And then I came back to the crawfish boil. Interesting enough, this is also the same weekend, the same week of my birthday because her her niece and me share the same birthday, same day. Really? Yes. And this party party was on Cinco de Mayo. So now that's a, a relationship thing we do. Every single mile, we go eat crawfish somewhere. Whether Aww. it's a party, you're going out to eat. It's our thing. I thought that up. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I get back, and my best friend's brother-in-law was <laughs> heard us talking, and he goes, you are the reason that I didn't lose my virginity until I was 21. Girls like you who don't give guys a chance. And that kind of made me feel really bad. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's and a lot to drop on someone. Isn't it, though? Especially when they've been drinking all day. Like, Yeah. You're oh. at a crawfish boil where it's literally just small crustaceans and lots of beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that got put on me. So I was like, okay. Night progressed. Um, there was actually three guys there that I was talking to, um, Russell being on the bottom of the list. <laughs> and... <laughs> And Russell has a better idea of how one of them basically gave him permission to um, get with me. So I'll let him share well, that little well, part. Well, well hold on. Before we get to that part, I want to set it up. So, again, you know Russ is there. You're not trying to talk to him. Yes. Russ is there unbeknownst to you. While I was gone boyfriend asked him what do you think of katie and he goes who's katie the one with the big tits and then he realized who i was and so they russell then knew he was there to meet me so when i get back from dinner he was fully aware of what was going, going on. on so his mindset has completely changed now mm, i don't know yeah no when she's coming back i realized that they had probably put a good word in for me which probably didn't help me out because first off he's that your friend gives a random person a good word on your behalf. It's it's not. It's not. I mean, I agree with that. But the other person she's talking about, I've known. He's a really cool guy. But he's a med school dropout who was a pothead. And and the thing was, was like... Still sounds like a good person. No, he is. He's a great guy. Don't, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you negative. To this day, I still know him. It's just facts. But it's like, other than that, he has this quirkiness about him. That like, when we used to hang out, with like some other people he knew I was like I don't see how you fit in any of this circle but you're a cool guy so you're really nice this and that but when he was around me he tried to come off like a little too aggressive a little too player and he was first thing he said was he was like yeah man I was gonna I was gonna holler at Katie tonight but uh I'm gonna give you permission and so here's That's my thing. That's such a dismissive thing. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I'm no, going to no, 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 no. let Here's you. the thing, though. Leading up to that moment, even though I knew what they were trying to do, like, and have us meet and talk, I still wasn't there because, I, like I said earlier, I was still in the spot where I'm like, I was probably driving over there on, like, my last $20 of gas in my truck and other shit like that. So, like, I wasn't going there to meet somebody. I didn't, like, I didn't want to do that. I was going there to hang out with, like, the eight or nine guys that I've known for the last six, seven years of my life. And just be like a guy's thing. There's some people here that I don't know. I don't give a fuck. But when homeboy threw me under the bus like that, like, oh, you, oh, I need your permission. I was like, bro, on my worst day, I could swoop her up right now in front of you. Game on. Game on, Kurt. <laughs> a little bit notes to you, though. 
that you're on the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I was like, I didn't know. Like, I was like, you know, that bad, like that. You bottom. looked homeless, Russ. If you had to revisit that moment, like, I was like, fine. I think I look great. Of you at that boil. Show up to the wall, man. I was dressed for the occasion. Still looking nice. You had green pants on, if I'm not wrong. No. Green they were dark. No, they were dark navy blue golf shorts. No, but everything had holes in it, except the shoes. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but again. The shirt had a hole in it. From one time, I passed out. <laughs> and a fucking cigarette fell on my chest. Yeah, but that right there. Okay, but here's the thing. I think when you're thinking hole, you're thinking hole. I'm talking about it's smaller than a freaking, like a pin drop. Like it was a little bitty hole right here on my chest. And I'm like, <laughs> it was a nice shirt before then. It was soft cotton, really nice V-neck. And I was like, I'm going to eat crawfish. This shirt, if it gets dirty, I don't give a fuck about it. Like that's, okay. I'm a fat boy. My practicality when I'm eating crawfish, if you want to be on a nice date, don't eat crawfish around me, okay? I'm going to sit there and like murder them. That shit's going to be running down my, like... Like I look like I just crushed souls in real time. You can't be in your Sunday's best. You can't. You can't be in your Sunday's best. Yeah, unless you have a bid like I now own. I, I had a bid made. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's made of burlap. But again, this is what I really appreciate. Okay, so Katie leaves, then comes back to the party. So Katie, when do you interact with Russ, and what are your first words to him, and what are his first words to you? Um, I think I interacted with him after a couple Bud Light Ritas, which is now <laughs> why I don't drink those. Cause the last time I did, I got shackled to this asshole. Um, so never drink Bud Light Ritas. Uh, unless they're a sponsor shout out to Bud Light Ritas. Oh yeah. For real. We're not there yet. We're not there. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Can't but then you things. end up with that. Like it's, you know, <laughs> Pros okay, the cons? so I don't know. So, um, no, we what how, what ended up happening is we were playing cornhole, and my best friend trying to be all like still play matchmaker, put Russell and I on a team, and I get very very competitive, and I do not like to lose, mm-hmm. and so we were down, and it was Russell's turn, and basically if he didn't cover and then score, we lost the game, and he needed to make at least. He he threw some. He needed to make the last beanbag in the hole for us to win the game, and so I got his attention and like made sure How he did was you focused get his on attention? me. Like I pretty much just screamed at him and was like, "Look at me!" And I was like, "If you put it in the hole, I'll let you put it in the hole." <laughs> um, so and this accurate. this is accurate. Yeah, and there's a lot this is the one part that he's super accurate on. He did make eye contact with me the entire time he threw it, and he sunk it. <laughs> And so we won, and I was super stoked. But then I was like, oh, what the fuck? I don't want to have sex with this person. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we kept, uh, we kept hanging out after that, kept drinking. And I lived in Pearland at the time. The what? party was in Pasadena. How did the night end? Let's establish that before with, we go more. Uh, the night ended with Russell and I in the front getting in our cars and him saying you really gonna drive back to Pearland and I said yep I'm really gonna drive back to Pearland <laughs> and that's what I did he didn't get me that night but I won the game that's all that matters <laughs> and, and you were content with that how did he get your number you guys exchanged numbers no he hit me up on Facebook the next day he friend requested my best friend um, but Creeping. it took him a solid 
three or four days to actually friend request me. Um, even though he clearly was. And uh, so after that, we talked for a little bit. And then there was one night when I was out. And it was always through Facebook Messenger. And I found out a couple of days into us just talking through Facebook Messenger that his ass didn't have a phone. And so I was like, okay, this is how we communicate. Um, how was Russ communicating with you through Facebook Messenger? What was he using as his mode of communication then? Like, just... A PC. Yeah. So you had to log in old school. Or, (laughs) as we get to this next story right here, or his brother's phone. Um, Because I was hanging out with my friends at a bar down the road from where he was hanging out with his brother on a brother's night. And I get a message from him via Facebook Messenger Mm -hmm. saying, hey, we're actually like two bars down the road. Why don't you come and join us? And I'm like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll come over. I have nothing else to do. So went to the bar and I walk in and I get this, what the fuck are you doing here? Look like I was, I was the crazy person <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, you asked me to come. So he got pissed at his brother and then we came up with a code word. What's the code word, baby? <laughs> Wiener doggin. What is that? What is that code word? signify? So, no. So I told her, I was like, if there's ever a time. That it's not a phone call, like text message, SMS, whatever. If we think that we're not talking to the person we think we're talking to, then you say wiener dogging. And what happens? You just then break. I know for sure. Like that's how that she said. I was like, I was like, who else is gonna come out there? Wiener dog. Hey, I got really drunk that night when I thought it up. I was like, how about wiener dogging? <laughs> I in. I don't want the G at the end. There's too many G's in there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So then, and then one time after that night, I started texting her, and she was like, "Who is this?" And I was like, "Wiener Dogan." It's just so I knew I was talking to him. Yeah, because I didn't tell I didn't brother. tell anybody else that. Y'all are the first ones to know. Do you guys? We're gonna have to change it. Yeah, We're gonna yeah, have to change it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. No, yeah, just in case you didn't pick that up. But. Well, now he's on the family cell phone plan, so he'll always have a phone. I make sure that bill gets paid. Yeah, except. <laughs> <laughs> But even then, so now you have to like, because you never know, someone could take Russ's phone. Yeah, she's like, come off the, yeah, but on the internet, everybody's like, oh, wow, he's a cup too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we use a new word, it's simp. Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah. God, more so but, yeah, and then I guess the rest is history. We were living together within two months after meeting each other. Wow. He told okay. me his, he told me he had a roommate. The first night we slept together were, at his house. Who so, were his roommates? Yeah, um, he had a he had a roommate. And so we have sex and everything, and I'm like, okay, I have to go to the restroom. You have a T-shirt. And so I put on one of his holy-ass T-shirts, because that's all he has is shirts with holes in it. <laughs> um, and I'm in my panties, and I just walk down the hallway. Clearly someone's in the kitchen at 5 o'clock in the morning or whatever, so I don't think anything of it because it's just a roommate. Uh, a couple weeks later, I found out roommate's Uncle Patrick. Shout <laughs> so Uncle Pat, R.I.P. Um, and so we had a very strong conversation about how when you live with your uncle, it's not a roommate. That's you live with your uncle. Watch grandma's boy. It's like my roommates. So yeah, and then he was selling his house, and I remember having a conversation with uh, my other best friend Jojo, and I was like, I don't want this guy living with me, but I'm I'm having fun. I don't want him to be homeless, so I'll give it two weeks. And two weeks has now turned into seven years. So seven and a half years. Yeah. Uh, more and Pause. more of his stuff started coming in. Pause. Pause. No, you're you're good. Pause. Is in like. Oh. I'm gonna open the door. Okay. 
so yeah, more and more of his stuff just started showing up, and we were living together before we even said I love you. Um, funny enough, the first time we said I love you, Uncle Patrick was also at our apartment that we now shared together. Yeah, he was there. Yes, he was. Nope. We were drinking. That's a different story. Um, (laughs) We were drinking and he, we went out to smoke a cigarette on the patio and I was like, okay, we've been living together for at least two months now. I was like, do you love me? And he goes, yeah, I love you. I was like, oh, that's good. I love you too. Let's go back inside and hang out with Uncle Patrick. Um, But we'd already been living together for a little while at that point. And then. Was it within a year? Yeah. 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 Well, there's nothing wrong with jump the no, gun. Not, but I think it's like, I mean, at the same time, too, I, like, think I, I went from one place to another, and since I went from my uncle's to hers, because even when she was, when my uncle had to sell his house, my initial, like, reaction was, because I knew I was living with my uncle because it was easier for me to find a job in Pasadena than where my parents were staying at the time. Although my parents were like, you can always come stay with us. I was like, I don't want to drive 30 minutes for commute. There ain't shit in where y'all live at. I can actually work. You know what I mean? And my uncle just looked out for us. And so, whatever. He's like, yeah, your dad did this for me one time. I'll do it for y'all. Just moved back with my parents. And so, at the time, I was like, I, he like brought it up. I was like, I don't like what's going on here, but my only option is moving back in with my, my parents. And they're further away. And then... So, it was, you moved in out of necessity. Out of no, for sure. I enjoyed the sex, so I let him stay. That's talk about an endorsement. God, yeah, 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 yeah. you fuck, you can stay. But that's why I told you earlier, like on that last episode, I was like, that's why I was like, damn, I gotta like stay on top of my game because her her apartment was pretty organized, very tidy. As opposed to what you, what how do you usually live, which is disorganized? No, messy. yeah, 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 yeah. My room was rough, <laughs> but. Yeah, no, yeah, so I was like, all right, if I'm going to stay here, like, I need to try to stay to the same standard, so, like, finishing it, like, I just felt like I was back at my grandma's house. You finish, like, use a dish, wash it, put it back up. Everything's in the same spot. Again, you're how old when you learned this lesson? How old are you when you learned this lesson? From my grandparents? No, like, clearly you gave up. struck us with a leather cord. No, like, like when you're one. when you're living with Katie, like, oh. That this wasn't a lesson I had to learn, though. Like, I already knew that. It was just being a nice so person. So actually... Doing it. No, I did, like, day one. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, But I how saw, old are you is the question. How uh, old are you when you're doing this? With her, 27. But I've been doing that most of my life. That's just good standard. Like, if you're going to somebody's house. Now, if I go to one of my buddy's houses and that fool has looked like he hasn't done dishes in three days, I'm not worried about rinsing my fucking cup off. Because clearly he doesn't. If I go to my Nana's house, <laughs> that bitch don't got a fucking, no matter what time of day it is, if there's eight people eating on the table, there's not a dirty dish in the sink. And so it's like, so you're that guy, you leave like a butter knife in there and fucking your grandma's like, yo, bitch, what are you doing? Rinse that shit and put it back in there. Or you put it in the dishwasher for the wash later. That's common sense. My apartment at any time could have been shown to somebody. Like, yeah. staged, they could have come and seen what the apartments look like at any given point in time. Like, I... It was immaculate. Except my fat ass is laying on the couch. Come on, <laughs> 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 Yeah, right. Yeah, it's all feng shui, and there's a fat white guy on the couch like, hey, He yeah. doesn't have a job. You got a beer? You got any beer out there? <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're all about balance. So during that time, you guys were living in confines. Within a year, you're close. Oh, it was an efficiency apartment, too. Mm-hmm. Efficiency? Oh, God. 500 square feet. So shared walls. 
It had walls between like the bedroom and the bathroom yeah, and everything. That, yeah. It had a wall but, and you wouldn't have to hear somebody's shit. Yeah, but it was still just 500 square feet. Like it was a super tiny apartment. Because it was just me. Pause. Do you want to take a cigarette break and come back to this? Yeah, I figured. I figured. Go ahead. Pause on that. I got PT. Pause or stop? Pause. <laughs> and so, sorry, yeah, no. So, so thinking about yeah, so you're living with Katie Russ, and you're adjusting to that. You guys have just told each other you love each other. Um, when do you recognize though? Later on, as you guys are living together, you guys obviously moved in really fast. Were there any immediate things <laughs> that annoyed one another about each other where you went, "Oh, this is a terrible mistake." I don't even know this, but I'm gonna say absolutely. <laughs> The fact that he didn't have a fucking job and I supported us? <laughs> that was my first red flag that I didn't listen to. Dick kept me in the game, dog. That dick kept me in the game. Is that what we'll call this episode? How the dick kept me in the game? <laughs> it should be. Third in line, dicking. <laughs> no, that... that was the only flag I had like he was super like he said the apartment was super clean so he tried his best to keep things clean which he did a really good job at that first apartment really good job at that first apartment and so and I think it's because it was my apartment the second apartment was just good no it wasn't but I think it was because it was my apartment so he did a really good job and he also was fully aware that I was the one supporting us I went to work every day I came home. He was still sitting in the same spot on the couch or on the floor in the living room. Um, so there was that. I really don't think there should have been. How long did that last for? Um, not too long because the felon got a job working for me at the teacher's supply store I worked at. Okay. So we hired him, and that's when uh, he became really good friends with my best friend, JoJo. Um, but this boy, the way he talks, he can sell ice to an Eskimo. Like, you don't need it, but he's going to make you feel like you do, and you spend $600 on it, ain't nothing. <laughs> like, you needed that in your life. That, so That almost makes you think, how long could Russ have gone without a job before you kicked him to the curb? If his, oh. if his gift of gab is as strong as you say it really is. Really, it wasn't his gift of gab. It was that dick. <laughs> he got Again, I'm not asking her to talk about I would, I would, I would like, casually throw in some commentary to keep it fresh, but it was that dick game. Like, <laughs> it was. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Joe Montana in the sheets, dog, but you know, I'm a I'm a solid Doug Flutie in playoffs. You know what I mean? When we first got Doug together, Flutie, never won a Super Bowl game. I'm just gonna yeah put that so on there. He's saying he wasn't winning the Super Bowl, but he was playing consistently. Yeah, Doug Flutie, dog. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't first string. He was second string. Third, you could have gone with third, the Buffalo Bills. Third, third string. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Three <laughs> times they didn't win the Super Bowl. Four times. Four times. It was four. Times. He also. He wasn't the Dallas Cowboys, but he also wasn't the Bills. <laughs> no, the Bills made it to the Super Bowl. Four they different times. They just lost in a row. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we digress. The reason I think the reason why this works, and I said something to it in my vows, and I said it to like my best friend when they first met him and everything. Um, I am very much the introvert, and I am very much critical of things, and I like to have a thought process to everything. And this is the worst thing that could happen. This is the best thing that can happen. But let's plan for this and everything. And Russell balances me, and he gets me to be 
the loving people y'all met because before now I don't think y'all would have liked me. Well, you jumped to an you jumped to an interesting point in your relationship, which is where you talk about vows, which leads to you guys got married very happily. But so you guys are living together. I want to hear your version of how Russ proposes to you. We may bring this up on a different episode with Russ separately, but I want to hear. So well, you guys are living together. Well, I mean, I think if we if we talk about the proposal, I mean, should we talk about the condom story? Because that's when we like really got serious. Hey, Russ, say that again, because you could you could okay. hear. Okay. Oh yeah. No. So I mean, if we're talking about before we talk about the proposal story, we should talk about the condom story, because I think that's what made it. So I'll say it. Maybe we'll do it like that. It's a short story. But at one point through me living with her... Um, before you yes, proposed? Yes, yeah, yeah. Before I proposed, we're still dating. I'm living at her house. So when Russell and I first got together, we never used protection. Yes. Well, no, Russ, you'll have time. No, I get it. I could have said all that too. When Russell, cause, but it sounds different <laughs> coming from a woman. When Russell yeah, and I first got together, we never used protection. Yeah, it is Russ, what like, it is. Wait, plan B. Plan B is out there for a reason, and it works, ladies. Um, and so, one day, a good friend that worked for me, her and her husband were trying to have children, and so she's like, "I have this box of condoms that we're no longer going to use. Do you want them?" And I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> And so she gave them to me. It was an open box of like 10. So, no, it was a jumbo. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was a fucking family size. It was like a 30 packer of fucking Trojans in this bitch. So sorry. Um, what size Trojans? No, it was like, it was like one of the variety packs. So it had like 10 of the fucking heated up ones, 10 of the rib, 10 of the ultra sensitive, 10 of the spermicidals. It's like so a 40 just, pack of condoms. I, 12 are missing. I put them in my purse, I count. not thinking anything one. of it. And so, like, I just put them in my purse, went home. And then when I went to work the next day, I threw them out of my purse onto the bar in the apartment, not thinking anything of it. Um, and then it comes to Russell's part of the story where he finds them. So, Russ, you walk in, you find a no, box like, of condoms. Okay. So, open yeah, box. no, yeah. So, like, at first, they had been on her bar. We come home that night. She picked me up from me hanging out with some buddies or whatever. But we get back to her apartment, and then she just being, like, straight up. She knows what she wants. She's like, I want to know where this is coming at. Like, where do you see this going? Because if you just see it being this casual fling of a thing, then we need to talk about, like, like I think essentially she was, I think she was trying to egg on, like, you're not going to be staying here with me if you're just trying to dick me down. Right? Now, what was building up to that, so I was like, okay, this is solid, this is solid. But here's what's happening. While she's spilling the beans in me, it's almost the same page like when my PO would bitch at me. I zoned out a little bit. <laughs> and it's not, no, no, no. It's not that I didn't hear what she was telling me. I'm hearing everything she's saying, but I'm not making eye contact with her. Because like, usually when people are talking to me, I'm making eye contact. I'm making eye contact is the open box of condoms on the fucking bar. So I'm like... Well, before we get in, she's like, look, I'm trying to find something that hopefully leads to marriage. If you don't want that, fuck it. I'm cool with that. I'm not even saying we won't even quit having sex, but I'm not going to do all this shit. And then I'm like, and I'm like, so where did these open box of condoms come from? Like, let's get to that first. You know what I mean? Because my whole thing was like, I've been over that house a couple of times within that same month. I've never seen no big box condoms like that. I'm just like. <laughs> This is new to me. Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you doing on your day off? My first question was, well, how do you know any were missing? And his comment was, they fell off the counter? 
<laughs> yeah, they fell off when I knocked them over my hand and counted them. Because I am a was, fucking petty individual sometimes. Was it one that. of those things where you accidentally did a quote-unquote oops? No, no. I was like, counted? fuck this shit. Knocked it over. Like, <laughs> oh, there's like ten missing. I mean, somebody's been digging down <laughs> ten times. All right. But so, you know, Russ, you you find the box. Katie's very straightforward about it. What is your response to her after you? I think my response after was like, I don't even really know exactly what I said, to tell you the truth. I think, though, at the time, it's because, A, I believe what she was telling me. Because I think part of it was, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, bro, these hoes, dog. Because and it's not so much her, me thinking, oh, like, she's she's a hoe by the way she acts. But, like, so many times I've been hurt by, like, being out in the game. It's like, like I mean, because you think about that story, not knowing the people, right? You're like, okay, so they've been dating out of nowhere, homeboy finds a 40-pack of condoms, 10 are missing, and they ain't <laughs> never used a rubber the day they've been dating. You're like, yeah, she's fucking on the side, dog. Like, that's, and I'm telling you right now, the person that's yelling that crazy in the background, that's me. Like, yeah, your girl, she's fucking other dudes. Like, straight up. I mean, that's a perfectly yeah. understandable conclusion yeah. to come Don't take fucking Sherlock Holmes find out fucking dicks flying through here. But she told me she like she told me that whole story and then it was one of those moments like that story was like sounding so much like bullshit I was like it's probably the truth yeah. okay okay so then so what do you say because you, clearly you have a lot of thoughts going on as she's talking to you what I was do like you I like what we have going on I want to work towards it if you're telling me that these condoms were a free gift then yeah like I would like to see if this could lead to something more serious than uh you know, us just banging in your efficiency apartment and me eating all your oatmeal on the side. <laughs> you were jacking her oatmeal, weren't you? He was it's jacking not jacking it if you're living in the space. Yeah, the dick's paying for it, dog. It's all good. <laughs> That's not true. Holly gets mad at me when I eat her crackers. Her special crackers. Our special crackers. We've been together for eight fucking years. I don't so. care how good your dick is. You definitely owe me more than I get in sex. I do. <laughs> Trust me, I would know. But so so after that, Katie, he tells you all of that, and what is your response? (laughs) (laughs) Like when he when he brings up the whole when he brings up the whole condom thing. Yeah, after after his response, after you. So he says, "What the fuck's up with these condoms?" And I tell him the story, um, and it's not a story; it's legit what happened. Sure. It was a friend helping out, trying to help out a friend. She didn't Mm. know that you know we weren't being responsible at all. Um, so then I was like, I just getting all cheesy girly moment. Like, I remember when he said that, I was like, okay, this could work. Um, so we stayed in that apartment for a little bit longer than we actually moved to Seabrook, which was probably the happiest times in our lives, uh, when we lived over there. And How long did y'all live there for? Two years. Two years. Two years. Almost a little. And then my parents gave us our house when we got married. Oh. So, okay, so we've established you guys fall in love. You wanted the proposal story. So, yeah, I, the, oh, con- yeah, yeah, you can't go from that condom story to, no, yeah, to right. marriage. So, um, a little bit of backstory. I was, oh, I don't know how much of backstory you want. Well, so, we can edit down accordingly. Yeah. So Whatever I you was, feel comfortable telling us. I was raised Mormon, so it's a very, you know, that religion is what it is. And I never lied to my mom, but I wasn't forthcoming with things. At my little sister's wedding, Russell made the comment when there was food left over, saying, like, oh, I could take those for lunch. 
And it took my mom about two weeks and. Pause. I told y'all what I was doing, dude. Yeah, I know. Oh, damn. Fuck, man. Yeah, Sorry, just keep going. Anyway, okay. So it took my mom about two weeks, but she finally asked if he was living with me, and I said yes because I don't lie. And so it, she was fully aware of, then, of that. And once that happened, the next question was like, well, why are y'all living together and not married? Like, that's why are y'all living together and not married? Was she like a devout Mormon? Like, did she follow the Oh, no. Right the um, I, um, my parents are very strict Mormons. Half of my family is still in the Mormon religion, sibling-wise. And then there's, so there's six of us. So three are still practicing Mormons. Three are not. Because I know, like, I, I, when I was in high school, I, I had a, a very devout Mormon friend. And he was kind of a party guy. He never went too hard. But, you know, he drank and he, he did that. And he was like, yeah, as far as Mormons go, we can do that. No. Oh, really? He lied. Okay. Um, I didn't do anything until I was 21, so, uh, but, so, I knew that I really loved him, and I wanted to spend forever with him, and I actually, we picked out the ring together, um, and he had purchased it, and since we lived together, the ring sat in our apartment for two months, just sitting there on our dresser, and I would look at it and be like, oh, it would look so pretty on my finger, but he's not asking, so there's that. And And we went to a Super Bowl party and I was like, you know, what would be great is if you planned on proposing at this thing with our friends there, people we really love. Oh, you can't put the man on the spot And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, but you effed up and you didn't bring the ring. Um, And I look cute, like, you know. Same thing with the crawfish thing, hair hair straightened, makeup on and everything, but it was super windy that night. You so, put effort into it. Yes. But like halfway through the night, like first quarter, wind was blowing, so like I pulled my hair in a ponytail. It was fucking cold, so I grabbed his hoodie and put it on. And the whole time, JoJo's like, no, leave your hair down. No, your outfit looks so cute. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a <laughs> I was like, No. And so halftime came, there was a uh, pot for each quarter and so they were saying there was a discrepancy and i was already i, I was feeling a little drunk. bit of buzz yeah and uh i was like no figure it out it's super easy you follow this line you follow that line and who's ever square it is that's who wins that quarter and they're like no 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 and it was my best friend and his best friend so i'm like piss the fuck off so i get up and i'm like what the fuck y'all it's not that fucking hard it's this line and this line look gabe you fucking won the cup congratulations and turned around all pissy and he was there on one knee <laughs> i was like motherfucker <laughs> no <Aww. laughs> Tiny. Tiny. i thought it all about myself and then later afterwards as he after he proposed and the rings on the finger and he gave me a kiss he's like i stopped drinking in the first quarter so i could do this and not fall over <laughs> discrepancy a part of the plan yeah it was to get me out of my seat they were trying everything and it took them forever because i just wasn't feeling i was having fun sitting in my little seat drinking watching the game you know a good old time i definitely didn't make it easy for him that's for sure so you were not quite inebriated but you were inebriated when you said yes oh yeah but i knew i was gonna say yes the moment we picked out the ring together of course like it's it's just it's the one that I've always wanted. Like it. So not to throw anything into the fire, but would you have rather you've been sober in that situation? No. 
No? No, no. I prefer the story slightly inebriated because you never expected that. No, absolutely. It, it adds, it adds. Holly, Holly had had like a good-sized margarita when she said yes. Yeah. I made sure of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you planned for redundancy. Because he, the whole time, because keep in mind, I, we had the ring for two months before he actually proposed. Um, so the whole time he's telling stories about how he's going to do like... Um, <coughs> this grand thing. This grand thing. Yeah. And you know, like... When we got engaged, the big things were the uh, where people just start dancing in like a crowded area. What is what are those called? Flash uh, dance. Yes, uh, the flash mob things. Flash mob, yeah. Um. So I that was that was really that. big. So he like kept and he kept saying things like that, and I was like, I would fucking hate that. Like I don't. <laughs> it's not for you though. So I, I don't me, want though. that. Well, so not even cliche. It's like I don't want to be the center of attention in front of like that many people. Like I don't want that. Especially strangers. Yes. Like, you get in a, yeah. No, I get you. I was like, I don't want that. I don't want other people. It'd be nice if maybe you figured out some way to have someone there who could take a picture of it. But even if we don't have that, it's fine. Because um, I don't want a lot of people there. But the Super Bowl thing worked out because it was like our it was people who love both of us. Yes, and it it never registered in my mind that you know like his best friend Gabe showing up with his family like that wasn't the norm at that point for all of his friends to hang out with my friends. So then being there should have been a red flag, but it wasn't um, because at that point it had been sitting there for you know two months, and I thought he was a piece of shit that was never going to ask. Okay, so so just pulling back to that, so. Russ, you interjected a little bit and saying that it went to somebody else's house. I want to. I want to come back to this. No, whatever. No, whatever. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. You it's your but, turn. But it's over. To me personally, I had to hide the ring and told a bunch of people so I could get that out and and you know deal with that in my own way. But if I had had a ring sitting on a dresser for two months in this situation, that would have scared the fuck out of me and it would have been so much pressure of just like fuck man that thing's staring at me every day waking up oh and she sees it too so if that is true how did that make you feel did that add to the pressure of fuck when am i gonna do this how how good can i make this like do you feel like that added to the suspense or the the nervousness i guess I mean, if we're going to add to her her fairy tale. As it was sitting on the dresser, every once in a while I would open it and show it to you and be like, wouldn't this look pretty okay. on my finger? What you don't get, though, is it didn't go straight to our apartment. <laughs> apartment that we were never in until after 5.30 every night. Why do you think I would send hundreds of dollars to sit on our front porch or the apartment manager who allegedly might have smoked crack her office? So I called your homegirl, JoJo, you know, let us know in the fucking comments. I was like, I'm going to mail this to your house. Let me know when you get it. Yes, I do know. So this is what happens. Every once in a while, I'm not even going to go on a rant right now. Females be getting some shit in their head, and they run with that hoe, and guess what happens? Other guys are like, yeah, yeah, I believe you're a lady over you. But you know what happened? Shit got sent somewhere else. And then it sat on that before for it sat on there for a little while because I was like, I felt like I was ready to settle down. My life had run its course as a wild stallion. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so what you're saying is you you were ready to be tamed. 
No, she tamed me. Like, any other time before that, some other chick would just be like, oh, you, here's what you need to be doing. I'm like, yeah, what you need to be doing is shut your fucking bitch-ass mouth up. <laughs> right? But I never say that. She's my witty. Because I respect her. Right. I realized that... Do you, do you remember the day that you decided, oh, I'm going to ask I'm gonna ask her to marry me? Yeah, no. So her friend was fucking busting my balls about when we we're going to do this. And I was just like, here's the thing. And it wasn't... But here's the thing on the Super Bowl. Here's what happens. I'm her exact opposite. Sometimes we don't need a fucking plan. All right? You know what happens when people make plans? Uh, they're like, let's go hang out in the fucking chainsaw fucking room with all the chainsaws and scary movies. <laughs> I don't know about that. That, right, that might be a little bit, yeah. No, no. No, but here's what happens, though. I wasn't the one that made the plans of this relationship. So I knew that I was trying to make it perfect. So there were so many, you know, so many scenarios running through your head. Like, should I just take her on a date? Should we go somewhere public, which I knew she didn't like? So I should I do this? Should I do that? And it was overwhelming to where I was like, Russ, like inside, my inside Russ is like, hey, big boy. <laughs> is, your, like, is your Russ from Southeast Louisiana? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just went like this. Hey, smokehouse. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, yeah, catch her on her feet, dog. That's how we always get them. So I'm like, all right, you're right, dog. You're right. <laughs> or from behind. <laughs> so when her friend said some shit, it just happened. Super Bowl's already happened. We already knew the party was going to happen there. I was like, I'll just do a U.S. party. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it like at the fucking halftime or something. Who gives a fuck? And so, like, it bothered her friend, I think, when I told her all this. Because her friend then is kind of like her. She's like, well, I need some more time to play. I'm like, it's like two weeks away. <laughs> At halftime, I'll drop to a knee and say, hey, you want to marry me? If she says no, I'm going to leave your house, okay? <laughs> like, that's what all the planning we need right what now. What a romantic. <laughs> if she says no, I'll just leave. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like her friend. With my ring. <laughs> like her, what was her friend's mindset of, I have to plan for this? Was it like, okay, I have to get my phone well, and make well, sure I know? So, so Russ, so you, you go through, I'm going to do it at the Super Bowl. Halftime, drop to the knee, go from there. So, you've made your mind be doing it. But my question before that, and then we'll loop back into yeah. this, is when did you make that decision, though, that this is the girl I've got to lock down? Was there a specific moment? Oh, yeah, there is. Don't say it so I dirty. Have to edit that. <laughs> I have to delete I didn't even pick that up. It's so funny. Look at that. That's me right there, real quiet. No, I can. Everything gets amplified. Okay, so. The one time I knew. By the way, Katie she, just told me on the side that she's never heard the story, which is again the whole point is having her in, which is you were there. No, she didn't. The thought process. The thought process. Oh, I told you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> when I she married was you. Yeah. Okay. Right, here's the thing. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. they accuse you of not listening. Sometimes they don't listen. Because <laughs> we've had this conversation. Because I told her, I was like, you want to know how I know you were the one? All right. Well, here so, we go. Let's flip the, the match. Oh, that's a good example. But if he knew he was going to marry me before he even fucked me, he was yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm not that crazy. A little crazy. Right? I'm not like right. full-blown Tiger King crazy. Back, reeling it back. So, so you knew we still had, we still were staying in her fishy apartment. It was the same night of the wine bottle. So where she got hammered on the wine, threw up all the red. <laughs> this old basic white chick pass out half her body still in the restroom the other half in the hallway i went outside she had been in the restroom for a while so i like normally 
being a somewhat decent guy, I went and checked on her. When I checked on her the first time, she hugging the toilet like his motherfucking like you know, she's hugging the toilet. Like I don't want to explain that, right? So I was like, "You Kiss good?" The porcelain God. Yeah, I was like, "You toilet. good?" She's like, blah, blah, blah. like <laughs> "Bring her some water." So I'm just gonna be here for a little bit. I was like, "All right, good for you." So I polish off what's left of like the wine we did have, and then I start hitting on that Lone Star 12 pack she bought me. I'm like, "See, this is how it works out," you know. But I go outside, smoke a cigarette, and here's actually how it happened. Cause she's passed out at this point. <laughs> 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 I go outside to smoke a cigarette, and when I'm smoking a cigarette, it's one of the few times I got to meet her neighbor, Red. Uh, and this dude was a fucking guy that did remodels for Valero gas stations nationwide, so he'd be on the road like six months out of the year. But when he was home, homeboy was only doing two things. Well, actually, three things. <laughs> Slamming bush heavies, listening to fucking Skinner's Greatest Hits, and smoking weed. And guess what? I tried to hang out with him for all three occasions. <laughs> so I go outside, smoke a cigarette, blah, blah. He sees me go downstairs. This fool ends up getting me high as fuck. I go back up to the room. I'm drinking a beer, and I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm fucking done. Now, in her apartment, she had like, it wasn't even a fucking queen, was it? It was like a smaller one, huh? Like a, It was a full bed. I walk in the living room to go to the bedroom. And I see, like, half of her, like, laying on the fucking hallway floor. So my first thought is, and I don't mean this in a mean way. I'm just like, this dumb bitch. So I passed out. All right, so. So this bitch is passed out. So this bitch is passed out. Stop calling her a bitch. Okay. So <laughs> the other person in this story. This female dog? Come okay. on. <laughs> so Katie's passed. Yeah, but you the way I was rolling the last one for you cut me was I was like, yeah, so this basic white bitch was passed out <laughs> no, in the you hallway. You didn't say bitch. You didn't yeah. say bitch. You said he basic white it. girl. You specifically you didn't, say didn't say bitch. Right. Did. Okay, so this basic white bitch was passed out in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> it's called compromise, right, people. So my soon-to-be wife at the time, who I didn't know would be my wife, is passed out in the hallway, and I'm drunk, hot, and tired, and I look down at her. Slobbering on the carpet. <laughs> then I look at this bed in this dark, cold room, and I had a, I had a, I had a epiphany, Luis. I mean, it's, uh, uh, what one? An epiphany. <laughs> there shouldn't be an M in there. What an what? epiphany. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I, I traded my M for an M. I'm sorry. <laughs> we you know what? Yeah, right. It's 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 a dyslexia. So make for me some more. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Dyslexia is only a reading thing, not a speech thing. Uh, it's a little bit both. You should really, it's you should, not. yeah, you should know, no, dude. You well, should let really, science yeah, debate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's what's it called again? Yeah, yeah. Spires is wrong. Yeah. But what uh, did you have? I I forgot already. <laughs> oh, an epiphany. I had an epiphany. Okay. Of. In the past, I'm like, I, I would have left her laying right there on the floor, and then that way I could have slept peacefully. Right in the middle of the bed. With nobody hogging the sheets. Nobody taking my pillow. Nobody throwing their hot leg on me in the middle of the night. None of that. Just this, this is a good, I'm so fucking high and drunk, falling asleep. But you know what? I looked at this beautiful woman, and I was like, she don't deserve that. She don't deserve pass out on cheap carpet like this. It was cheap carpet. You know what I mean? So, I did what 
any person in love and or a guy that just chloroformed his potential <laughs> next victim. <laughs> I picked her up off the floor and I drug her to the bed <laughs> and I got her underneath the sheets and then I gave her a little kiss on the forehead. She's passed out on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing any other guy would do in love and or. I would do anything that any other guy that's madly in love and or (laughs) picking out his next victim would do. I picked her up off the floor and got her in bed. That way she could sleep in bed next to me. And then later down the line, when I told her that story for the first time, I was like, that's when I knew you were different. Because any other dumb bitch, I would have left on the fucking carpet. And I would have shared that bed to myself. But, you know, I was thinking about other people besides myself. And And that that was a first in Russell's life. Thinking about somebody else. And so that's when you knew. That's when I knew. I was like, I'll probably marry this chick. Or I'll get her pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so, how and then far, leave her like all the other passing the guys. A rough estimate of how far it was between the moment you felt that versus when you actually proposed her. Two and a half years. Kind of. Well, we were together for two and a half years, so that. Yeah, no, it has to that be. That probably happened within like the first month of us living together. So a solid wow. two years. Um, we dated. With, with me questioning, like, does he want to be with me forever? And that happened. Yeah, I'm over here in the corner, month. like, bitch, I picked you up off the floor drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, my bar's already set. You're here. You made it. <laughs> and so then, Russ, you, you proposed her at this party, going back to that story, where basically you made the decision, you tell her best friend, her best friend goes, you only given me two weeks. And you're like, so what? You already had the party planned out. Like, I didn't. So, here's the thing Russell's Russell's whole part of this whole thing is super easy. Get down on one knee, ask the question, pray that I say yes. No, it's not. Stay sober. (laughs) Look good doing it. Don't piss off your old lady and/or her best friend the whole time y'all were there. Like, there's. See, that's what I'm saying. Women out here think it's oh yeah he don't have a whole lot to do he's got to drop on knee and fucking don't don't slur or fall over. See, but here's no, the thing. No, I got to make everything perfect. I had to literally thirty minutes talk her out of getting out of the fucking chair to look at a board that it was no problems so I could drop on said knee. So it ain't just easy like oh yeah just fucking engage your core fat boy and fucking do a lunge. No, you got to get the drunk girl out of her chair first and she's like I don't give a fuck. Hey, big boy. Hey, big boy. Here's the thing, though. Everything that you just said has to do with making you work out that night. No, 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 no. What What I have to do to make it happen. You just think, oh, he just drops on me. No, there's so... It's a situation. It's a a domino effect, dude. Women don't get that. Wait, so here, I want to drop to... Okay, you've told her best friend and, you know... Katie, we'll cut back to you and kind of get more of the story. But but I... But I want to hear Russ. So cut to you've already told her day of show it happens. You're you go to the party together. I didn't even tell her that day. I give her ample warning. No, 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 like, no. I'm talking about. So you told her best friend. Yes. Two weeks later. Yes. Super We're there. Yeah. You walk in the door. Yeah. What's going on? How are What's you? What's your thinking? mindset? Yeah. Where are you at? 
You have the area that you're gonna do it in, which is halftime. You have the ring. So what's your what's your plan? Yeah. I don't I don't really think of it too much like that. I don't think of it as I'm not gonna be hours before this happens making my hair turn grayer faster. Hours before this thing is happening, making my hair turn gray, trying to think of all the what ifs. I know two things. Everybody at that party is going to be getting drunk, watching Super Bowl. Which Super Bowl was this, by the way? Fucking hell. <laughs> 2015. Yeah, it was 2015. I can't remember who's playing. I think, I think as a man, he was probably. I want to say yes. Probably. <laughs> we'll look it up. We'll, we'll debrief later. Because he proposed in February. We were supposed to get ne- married the next March. And then I moved it up. Wait, you were supposed to get married a month later? No, like... Oh, a year and a March. Okay. Yeah, a okay. year and March. Yeah, and she couldn't up. wait. Oh, wait. We'll like, get to that later. <laughs> no. But no, like I, didn't, like, I didn't want to think of it too... That, that was my thing, is when I got there, I knew what I had to be done. Seattle Seahawks. That's what was. And New England. New England Russell Wilson. Oh, baby. Every day I'm wrestling. Yes. I was wearing a shirt. Oh, oh, here's a question. Seahawks won. won. Seahawks won. Seahawks won. No, no, no Patriots, Patriots won. won. Right. La- the goal line interception. That's right. That's I remember that. They didn't give it to Lynch. You fucking cut I it. had gone all the way. This is a side story. You can cut this out whether or not you want to. But no, no. I had driven. I had a person who I was very interested in. And they were moving from San Antonio. Why do you say person? Why not girl? See, this is why we think you're gay. <laughs> Because I'm not trying to drop hints like that. Because people I know who listen to this can figure out what's going on. I don't think you're gay. I don't know why Smyers threw me in the book. No. I you were gay. It's homophobia. Did you hear me in the earlier episodes going, These don't bitches. use people's names. There's a reason why. But you can say the sex of them. Sure. Excuse can you? Gender. Can you? It's 2020. You can't really assume anybody's gender. Exactly. Thank you. I mean, you're not wrong. Hashtag, right. hashtag 70, 76 genders. Yeah. I... I Oh fuck it! It was there's only one person who in my life was in this room. He's like there was a vagina involved. Yeah, there was a vagina involved. So your vagina of choice for this time. Yes, Uh, she was moving from San Antonio to Austin, and she needed to move her stuff. So then I decided I wanted to be romantic and help her out. So I drove from Houston to San Antonio. To help her move this mattress from her house in San Antonio to Austin. That is not romantic. Aw, no. so sweet. Move so the mattress. So Wait, no, no. No, 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 Because I fucked it all up. No. No, pause. So your romantic interest of a female, mm-hmm. you're trying to be the good guy mm-hmm. and moving her mattress. You're moving her mattress. I wouldn't say romantic part. interest. I was just like, she's a really good friend. If we happen to have sex after this, that'd be amazing. So you weren't in it to win it. You were just no, trying to be the good no. guy and support yeah. your friend. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you happen to have a crush yeah. on? Yeah. Okay. So there was, a, there was a love interest. Yes. And I okay. fucked it up because you'll hear later on how I fucked it up. Okay. Uh, and so I drive from Houston to San Antonio. We help, I help pack her stuff. Pause. Pause. You drove four hours to move a mattress? It's not four hours. Whoa. And most it's three. If it takes you four, you're driving a tad bit too slow. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Semantics. Anyway. Semantics. So I drive to her place in San Antonio. I help her pack all her stuff up because she hasn't finished packing. Uh, I, She goes to 
Austin first because she's got the bigger vehicle. I tie the bed to the top of my car. What kind of car? It's the Tiguan. Jesus Christ. Because I think you can tie it down. But here's the thing. I thought she had straps. She didn't. So I used nylon string, like nylon rope, to tie down the bed to the roof of my car. Full size, queen size, king size. I think it's a queen. That's bigger than your car. Yeah. It's, it, it extends out a bit. It's, a bit like three feet. Yeah. On each side. <laughs> Sorry, continue, continue. And so I drive that from Sanitary to Austin, but because of the quality of the material, the bed will fly if you go past 50 miles an hour. So I have to hold the bed down with the string inside the car, taking the feeder, not the highway, the feeder, from San Antonio to Austin. Shout out to you for not being that guy that drives 50 miles an hour on the highway. Yeah, no, I was like, this is a dick move. Plus, I was also really worried if the bed flew off. I can't pick up that bed from an active highway. So I so I get to Austin. You know, it's a long story short. It takes me a lot longer. I get to Austin. I drop the bed off. I help her move in. And we hang out a little bit. And for some reason, I just like, I don't want to do this. And so I leave. And you can tell immediately how... <laughs> okay, unpause immediately. I. You can tell immediately how the tension in the room changes because from the blood what people. could have been sexual turned. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. You gotta start all over. Hey, you gotta start all over. Okay. How immediately the tension in the room changes because you get to tell what was sexual is now not because I tell her I think I have to go. For various reasons, I just wasn't feeling it. It didn't feel right, so I leave. And I wasn't perceiving it. So basically, the room turns into possible sex into now definitely not having sex. On your end? On my end. But no, on her end too. Because it was as soon as I cut it off saying, hey, I think I should get home. The Super Bowl's happening. Uh, well, no, that's actually not the reason why I left. The reason I made a, a reason, which was I had a TV show I, was, I watched with a group of friends. And every Sunday night, we would always watch it together. It was Walking a special. Dead? No, it's an actually gay show. Modern Family. No, Looky. It's a TV show on HBO. It's a great. It's one of the great shows that needs to be studied later on. But I digress. We so I leave. I can tell it was a very awkward situation, and I even so it was so awkward that by the time I get back in the city, I drive to her best friend's house and tell her, "Hey, I think I fucked up. I'm really into her." I thought about driving back the entire two and a half hour drive. And he was like, wow, I did not know that. Yeah, you fucked up. You're an idiot. Cut to that person's happily married now. Yada, yada, yada. Totally fine. Everyone moved on. But that's my side. That's my side story. So that was the same day that Russ proposed. That was the same day that Russ proposed. That Super Bowl was very eventful for so, a lot of people. So on, a, on one hand, Russ is about to get engaged. And you're driving from Houston to San Antonio okay, then to Austin, Austin, then back to Houston. Then back to Houston, and you Jesus don't get pussy. Christ. I don't get pussy because I walked away from it thinking, I'll be fine. I don't think this is a thing. Cut to, oh, this definitely was a thing. Now it's too awkward to have sex. I fucked up. What do I do? Hashtag beta male. Yeah. aggressive. <laughs> and that was when I was like, why am I running over A? This is really slow. So the next night, I give it a little bit more effort and I finish it and the goal is to try to get back to a seven minute mile 
But, but yeah, I think people should take more advantage of this time to do whatever they want. Are you wearing that exact outfit? I wish I was. I, I wish too. Look more like. This is actually the same shirt I was wearing the night Russell met me. I can't find the picture. Wait. Oh, I wish I could find a first couple photo. I know. It's. Oh no, it's out there. I just. She has. She, you can friend, also put photos on Spotify, right? My friend posts so many pictures. Uh, can you? No. I thought I you mean, could. As in like the the other show. You can change. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Per episode, I'm not for sure. Look at you. Mm-hmm. So young and virile. Mm-hmm. And you oh, hitched yeah, a try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where are we at in y'all's story? So we've oh, no. proposal. No, no, no. Okay. We're on the proposal day, and I'm trying to say. So, so day of show, you're there. Day of show, I'm there. I'm not trying to freak out too much because, A, this is already a stressful situation. Can we? I, mean, we, I think we can all agree on that, even if you're not married. Mm-hmm. Because the night before, when I was drunk, I watched a 15-minute video collection on YouTube of rejection proposals. So dudes that put themselves out there, and the bitch is like, "Yeah, let's talk about this later." <laughs> you psyched yourself up by watching rejection. No, I didn't psych myself up. I was like, because I was like, out. <laughs> no, I was like, if this happens, what am I gonna do? And then after watching about 15 video, 15 minutes of these videos, I'm like, she says no. I'm a Stockholm stunner into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I mind you, this, mind. mind you, this, I'm drunk, so probably wouldn't have happened. But in my mind, I'm like, I was Stockholm stun this trick. <laughs> Give her the old Johnson. You can't see me, and I'm out. <laughs> but she is kind of right that I quit drinking after the first uh, quarter because I wasn't going hard and heavy in the paint yet. But we got their pregame. You know, everybody gets everybody gets a Super Bowl party pregame. So we pregame in with people, and this poor bastard that we had to party with loves for some reason because his wife doesn't let him drink. Take shots of whipped cream vodka, the cheapest, nastiest whipped cream vodka. UV, right? Was it UV? Boom. UV's better. Pinnacle. Pinnacle. I don't even know what that is. That sense. Pinnacle is super uh, cheap vodka. Uh, it's like a step above pop. It's like two steps above pop off. It's whipped cream flavored vodka. Okay. Now it's a mixed drink. Not bad. I had some with the orange soda one time. Tastes like a dream school. Lovely, refreshing. But when you're slamming Lone Stars and smoking weed, doing shots of whipped cream vodka, not really up my alley. Kind of, I'm a little more refined than that. This I is like your to say. base before you propose. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So we're, <laughs> we're pre-gaming gangster, and then I realize, oh shit! Like at halftime, it's go time. <laughs> so, it, <laughs> you yeah, you I got forgot. You yeah, were we're at the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right. I, well, I wasn't drunk yet though, but I remember when we first got there. Like when I first got there, they're like, "There's gonna be more kids here than we originally thought." I'm like, how many kids were there? Not that many. But originally, I thought they told us it was like an adult only kind of Super Bowl party. Oh, you know, so and so, he can't find a babysitter. Uh, Yeah, because his wife left him and took all of her money from him. Whatever. So I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to go smoke a joint in your front yard. Get ready. But it's like (laughs) midway through the first quarter, I'm like, I need to sober up. (laughs) So last five minutes of the first quarter, I had my last beer. But I did the whole uh, camouflage can. Like, I just kept holding a can in my hand. Went all through the second quarter. 
when she wasn't looking at me, I was in the kitchen drinking water, trying to stay hydrated because I wanted to get drunk so bad. <laughs> but I was like, she'll say no if I like fall over because I can't be on one knee because I got bad knees. I'm not drunk. I just got bad knees. I'm an old guy. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah. So halftime rolled around, and then yeah, it was like fucking the greatest mystery ever to get somebody out of their chair. Like, God, I didn't really know that would be so fucking hard. What were you trying to say to her to get her? Well, at first, we weren't even trying to do anything. It was like, oh, hey, uh, like at first I was just like, hey, how about you, uh, maybe go check over there and see who the halftime winner is. She's like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) I'd rather sit in this chair. (laughs) So then her friend's looking at me like, why don't you get out of her chair? I was like, oh, it's your fucking friend. You tell me. (laughs) Not this is about to be my fiance. Yeah, 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 yeah. This chick, I want to get the fuck up out the zoo. So then we trying to like correlate attacks together. So then finally, I just walk up to her when there's other people talking because there's a couple other people in the loop, and I just walk up to her and I'm like, "So here's what's about to happen." I'm sorry. Did you say correlate? Correlate. Correlate. Okay. So I go up to her and I was like, "This is about to happen." There's a discrepancy on this motherfucking board. So my boy Gabe from these Pasadena streets think that he won the $150 quarter. But your girl's husband, James, thinks he won. Gabe's about to punch him in the throat. (laughs) He won't listen to anybody and or will James. I was like, I need you to go up there, look at the board, and talk them motherfuckers down. Now, she took the bait because, A, these are two dumb motherfuckers. Now, I use their real first name. So when y'all hear this, I want y'all to know I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And by the bottom, the dumbest part of my heart. (laughs) But anyways, yeah. So then she goes into like, oh, can't ruin one of my homegirl's parties with a fight breaking out. So she got out of her chair. Hallelujah. The leprosy's been cleared. <laughs> and then I casually hit a T-bow on her. And then, you know, I'm, in my mind, I think she got a little moist. God, that was such a nice story. And then you had to add that. Story of my life. That's so great. And then he just ruins it at the last moment. Like, so great. Like, oh, you're being so romantic. And then he, like, drops, like, your pussy wet. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Dry as the desert. Congratulations, you asshole. Congratulations. Okay, okay. So, so we've done the proposal. It's after the Super Bowl party. What happened between y'all the next day? Like the next day, y'all wake up. Was was there anything different? Like, did y'all did y'all feel different? Katie, you made a face. I think it was. I mean, how, how? Because like like after me and Holly. You know, after I proposed to Holly, you know, it was like that little honeymoon, secondary honeymoon phase where I was like, oh, she's so happy, blah, blah, we're getting married. So what was that like for y'all? Like, did y'all become better or more attached or like, you know, what what was the mindset the next day? You wake up, you've got a ring on your finger. I mean, more team says, like, we're, we start thinking more. Was, was it my, that quick that the team status happened? No, no, it wasn't that quick. I mean, A, I don't, no, it wasn't special the next day, I don't think, like, to me. No? I mean, what's special? I don't know. I don't know, you just got engaged the next day, I mean. Well, but, I feel, well, but the ring's been sitting there for two months. I knew I was going to marry him. He knew he was going to no, marry yeah. me. I think, and, with, I, think with, I think with us, we weren't really like that, but then 
by the next day, this has already been on social media at least 11, 12 hours. So our phones weren't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Where she's talking to somebody on her side or I'm talking to somebody I know. <coughs> but I mean, no. And then I went into planning mode. Okay. But I feel like this is what um, I appreciate about this story so much is that it can go from being very sweet to being very, very filthy immediately. <laughs> but okay. so, but so then we get to what brings you here is that clearly you, then you guys get married. We can save that for a different episode. How how you guys you know wrapped it all up. But uh, you know, I guess. We didn't initially wrap it up. We've covered that already. Nothing yeah. went no, between, to plan between proposal and marriage. Okay. Uh, we can say that, but my question is, oh, look at this photo of you guys. Is that really That's awesome? the first time we met. You look good the first time. Look at that. Like yeah. Manager, really. Russ has got a good haircut on him, too. You see? That's that shaggy dog hair. Yeah, the shaggy that's dog the, hair. That's the no haircut. I don't see no holes in that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had it on your big ass belly, not your titties. <laughs> Recording. Yeah. So here's why I like the show so much I like it because it allows for people to not just tell a story for the sake of telling a story, but I like the idea of, you know, I, I watch a lot of movies and movies kind of preach the idea that everyone has a story. Not that anyone can tell a story, but everyone has a story to tell. And I like the idea that if you just get good enough at it, you'll be able to tell stories really well. And I think that's what really enamored me with Russ because like you know, Katie, he's got to get to the gap a little bit. Uh-huh. He can talk. <laughs> yeah, he 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 can talk, and that is really inspiring as someone who aspires myself to be a storyteller. You know, kind of let those people take rein and see where they go with it, and that's what I enjoy about this podcast. Smyers, what do you enjoy? I think for me personally, it's you know obviously it bases a lot about Russ, and Russ is a storyteller. He's very charismatic you know he's he's legitimately to the t a character you know he has a lot of stories anything any topic you give him he always has a story and it's always going to be wild and even if it isn't wild he's able to tell it like it was a wild like he's like yeah we were lighting a fire in the backyard put too much gas on it and then we ended up drinking beer but he has that thing where he can not manipulate but but take the story and and turn it into an entertaining piece of storytelling that Irish gift of gab. Yeah. But for for me, it's being able to... Because I've had a crazy life. Especially, I have a best friend that's... We've done some crazy, dumb shit. From breaking into ex-people's houses to do ex-things to uh, skinny dipping naked in the fountains in downtown to doing human bowling, bowling drunk in downtown at 3am to climbing structures that we should not climb to, uh, jumping on trains and stuff like that. I can't tell a lot of people those stories because they look at me weird, but here I can be like, yeah, this happened and it was a normal thing for me of let's get a bottle of whiskey and get fucked up and see where it takes us. 
So something that I've enjoyed about probably even the first couple episodes, which weren't the best episodes. Um, they were trash. They, <laughs> while Russell does have the, the gift of gab where he can say any story, some of the funnest things for me to listen to so far are when he gets everyone else involved in it and they're feeding off of him telling a story and they're not necessarily trying to like one up it, but it they're gets like, you hype about your own story. Yes. And so like you're telling it and it just, and as a listener to it, you get hyped and find these things hilarious that you now find hilarious telling it all within this, just because he started out with this little thing. I feel like in, in a way, you know, maybe at some point we can bring our listeners in and have our listeners submit stories to where, you know, they can maybe relate. Oh, I had a drunken crawfish story. Oh, I went to prison, you know, and we can take those and maybe we can retell it. And that's the thing about this podcast is we can take our stories and, and vibe off of other people's stories to where we can retell those for them. People that are scared or they can't name names or whatever. And we can use our podcast as a way to tell their story. And when they hear that, they can be hype in their own way of, oh, that's me. But I'll never tell you that that's me. And they can show their friends and be like, dude, check out this crazy story. Oh, yeah. And there's things like Russell said where me as the introvert, I'll never tell you a story where, especially if I'm like the punchline, where if Russell's the punchline, he doesn't give a flying flip. He's no fucks given. He's going to let you you know, and everybody's going to laugh at him, but he's laughing at himself the entire time as well. And I'm not like that. But I have funny stories, stories that happen to me, but I'll never let anyone know because I don't want to be laughed at. But to where if you do it like you're talking about, to where it's like an anonymous, anonymous thing, there's that, you know, like when Russell can't pronounce things. That Russism? Yeah, that Russism. It's, it's, it's coming on me now. Um, Isn't happens. he always? That's what happened a little yeah. bit. A little bit. Um, <laughs> and so... We heard about last night. That's, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I enjoy it. He enjoys no, it. It's all, it's all love. It's all love. But I think that's the great thing about sharing sharing all of it. Because even like y'all's, the one podcast where I legit heard a story from Wes. And I think it was podcast number three. It was a sex story. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the first time I've legit heard Wes's voice completely, like him telling a story. I don't think he would have said that story unless Russell had started that conversation. I absolutely agree. And shout out to Wes. I love you, dog. But Wes, Wes is the type of person that, you know, he has great stories. He's kind of just like Russ. He's, had, he's lived a crazy life and he does his thing. But it takes a lot for him to be able to tell that story to people that maybe he doesn't know. But where this is, you can't see the people you're talking to. You don't know them. And that's fine. They don't know you. They know you as Wes. They know you as maybe you were a DJ. And it's easier to just... Put it out there and be like, hey, this happened. Please laugh at it so I can feel better. See, like, I feel like, and you can cut this out. I feel like the world needs to hear when he got fucked up on mushrooms and what happened in his apartment after he got home. How he played guitar for a while. Like, I absolutely agree on everyone that. Everyone needs to hear that story because when Russell came with to me after that happened, like, I want to say it was like two or three days later when Russell told me the full story. And then two weeks later, 
I actually talked to Wes and he was like filling in the parts that Russell didn't know. That's a hilarious story. And I didn't have to be there to see it to find that shit humorous. And I know there's other people in the world that have done probably the exact same fucking thing he did that night. You to it without having to do it. Yes. And I was you like, that's... through the story. Exactly. I was like, I feel I like totally everyone needs that. to hear that story. That would the same as me. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. But like, I don't... I feel bad because he has so many stories and I don't. I didn't drink till I was 21. I didn't smoke my first cigarette till I was 21. I didn't smoke weed until I was about 23. Um, and I, I can actually relate to that like, because I didn't drink until 21. I didn't smoke weed until 18. Like, but I've uh, between 18 and 30, I had some crazy shit. So I between 21 and 25, honestly, I'm surprised I'm still alive and haven't been to prison. I did get. Do you pulled. feel like Russ is a part of that? uh maybe maybe like in my early 20s i did get pulled over on a july 4th weekend so it's no refusal i was shit-faced i was on my way to have sex with somebody that was like the most important thing in the world um and i was wearing a very low-cut shirt so i got pulled over he let me go the first time and then my phone started ringing at a stoplight and i got pulled over again by the same cop and when i put my head out the window he called me by my first name full name like catherine go home. Your was like, name is Catherine? Yeah. Oh, really? And I was I like, know. yes, sir. And then I went and had sex at the back of my church. Um, so See, that's, a, that's a crazy story. That's, <laughs> but to me, that's not crazy compared to everything my husband's done. Like yeah, but you're, you're basing the variable on Russ's crazy true. prison criminal life and, <laughs> and then not give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you think of me. Like this shit happened. This just as Russell put, this just real dog. This just real. <laughs> I live a real life. That's true. Like, I just feel like my stories that are crazy to me and the, you know, very sheltered life that I've lived have nothing compared to his. So I don't even bring them up. So let's, let's do this. Fuck it. You've been with Russ for seven and a half years. Yep. Okay. So what's your craziest you and Russ situation? And I'm not talking like relationship. I'm talking like. You both got put in a situation, and you're like, what the fuck? Um, so, so it's not necessarily like, I wouldn't say it, it's the craziest one, but it was very much a, oh shit, what have I gotten myself into? This is real. This, is, this might be my life. Um, we were going out for, I think, one of my friend's birthdays, and Russell said that he would be the DD. And that was fantastic. So I got to drink and have fun with my friends. And we were driving my car and the blinker was out. So we got pulled over. And he was driving. And we got pulled over. He came up. He asked for Russell's stuff. And then he went back to his car and another cop car pulled over. And I am in the passenger seat completely wasted. And Russell straight up looked at me and he was like, so here's what's going to happen. They've called a second cop car. I'm about to get put in handcuffs. So when you get out of this car to go walk to the driver's side, we were one light away from our apartment. He goes, when you get out of this car to walk to the driver's side, you don't stumble. You don't, don't slur. Don't slur. Don't, don't talk weird. to anybody. Yeah. Just get in the driver's seat. I'm like, fuck, I'm freaking out. Like my whole insides are shaking. Like I've never been in this situation before. It's it like, fuck. 
You're mad nervous. Yes. And I'm shit-faced. I'm about to see the man that I love get put in handcuffs. And I told him from the beginning of our relationship that if you, if get, you go to jail, if you get put I'm in handcuffs, done. I'm done. I'm not going to live this life. Um, so that's happening. The cop, from what I understand, after talking to some other people who have been in the situation before, was actually a fairly nice gentleman. Um, once Russell was in the back of the squad car, he actually like rolled down the back window, let me give him a kiss, which usually once you're in the car, they don't let they you don't do, do that, that. apparently. Yeah. Um, so he was super nice. I got in my car and I drove home. But at that point, I didn't know what to do. I, I had no fucking... Like, do I call it Bell's Bondsman? Like, I just want him home. I have no fucking idea what to do. So I'm calling my best friend. I'm, like, sleeping... Not sleeping. Like, every five minutes I'm waking up. Um, but I have my phone on my chest where if an unknown number calls me, I'm answering it because it's bound to be him. Um, but that was the most stress I think I've ever been through in our relationship. And the craziest thing that's ever happened just because I was put in the middle of it. And he was trying to do a solid thing. My blinker was fucking out. They pulled us over just to tell us the blinker was out. Just on some dumb shit. On some shit. dumb shit. He wasn't speeding. He didn't run a red light. Just on some dumb shit. Didn't do nothing wrong. Just, just an accident. And it just happened. And he had some warrants out, which we paid. But he told me when I picked him up from Deer Park because he... We're in that one part of Seabrook that's actually Pasadena. So that this was one, still when y'all were in Seabrook. Yeah. Okay. That one road in Seabrook that's still Pasadena, Kirby. Yeah. We were right off Kirby. And so since he had warrants in Pasadena, he got taken in. And then... Were they crazy warrants or anything bad? Or like... Oh, like, Just traffic yeah, shit? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nothing Nothing too insane. But I paid those and then he got... Yeah. And then he got transferred to Deer Park because it's close enough to Pasadena. Because yeah. so, he had warrants there too. Which is good for y'all. I would assume. And so it was It was super stressful. Um, we got those all taken care of. But when I did pick him up, one of the first things that he said to me was that night he had a dream that when he got out, I had already packed up all his stuff. And it was in the back of Red, his truck. And I was like, I'm done. Like, I, I'm not going to do this. And this was the dream. And that was a dream he had. And I, I told him, I was like, this is your one is get, your out get out of jail, jail. free. Everything, the reason you were arrested had nothing to do with what you were doing. It had everything to do with your past. It wasn't your actions. You it didn't, was just a, a weird situation. Exactly. You yeah. didn't make a choice that something was more important than our relationship. So I'm not going to leave you off of that one. Everything she is saying is right. I think, too, though, is like the biggest thing that I was telling her was I wasn't doing anything wrong that night. We, we, we established that fact. But what I told her was, I was like, this could happen at any time because that cop was a good cop. I mean, he was just doing his job. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be one of these fucking ex-cons like, oh, ho-ass law fucking putting his shit in my life. But if he would have been any other, other cop, I was telling her, I was like, we could have been, we could have been light, good, all that stuff. But he pulls up my record and I'm getting the same fuzz of it. So I told her, I was like. I'm not saying that I'm always going to get put in handcuffs we get pulled over. I'm telling you right now, this is a possibility with a shitty cop. Because uh, because of your past, and they go off that. Cops oh, do yeah. that. And they have every right to because, oh, yeah. you know, track record is, yeah, a, is a real thing. So, and that's, I think that was the moment when I was like, okay, I'm going to be in this kind of forever type thing because he did tell me afterwards, had I stumbled or done something to where they focused on me who didn't have a record 
Russell would have hit a cop. Oh, you were a new clean slate. There. Yeah, about to yeah. Get I have nothing. So if I had stumbled or anything to where their focus pulled from what was going on and they went after me to try to DUI, DWI me or anything like that, even though I hadn't been driving, but they knew I had to drive my car home. Russell would have, while still in cuffs, basically tackled a cop to where all the focus went on him. I wouldn't say no. tackled. I no, would say he, he said he defend you. No, yeah, like actually the way it panned out was everything she said in the story is exactly right. When I saw the second cop, I knew what time it was. I knew that when the second cop showed up, I knew that I was going to be getting put in jail. So I was trying to like coach her into it because my biggest thing. That's Anyways, back to when he fucked us up. When the law showed up, I was coaching her how to talk. Yeah. Because I told her, I was like, when the cop showed when the second cop showed up, I knew I was going to jail. That just That's how life is in my situation. The first cop was never mean. Like, no, no, he wasn't. No, but when the second cop showed up, I just knew from fucking protocol, like past experiences, like you're only calling a second cop for one second reason. Second cop is arrest for backup. He's a back. He's yeah. a backup for in what case the call you is. run or get crazy. Yeah, but, that's what he's there for. Um, so it wasn't me talking about uh, tackling a cop because when this happened, I was already in cuffs, but I was more worried about. Um, she had never been in trouble before, and I'd been in these situations where, like, so you had no record, nah, clean slate, no, had no, record. no, really? yeah, okay. no, yeah, and so that's the thing too is like, um, what people don't realize sometimes is, I've been in situations before, like, just hang out, not even chicks I was like dating or anything like that, just friends, but girls in the same situation, like I have a lot of f- friends or girls that have never been in the kind of trouble I've been into. And so they don't judge me for no reason in the past, or even people I might still know, which I don't really know any of them like that anymore. So this is just, just. But no, but it was more. This is when you had like felonies. Yeah, but no, I still have a felony. Like it's still there, but I don't want somebody who is innocent in every sense, like she was. She's never been in trouble with law, to be associated with me, and that's what I was afraid of. Because if we were in Pasadena, what would have happened was. I would have been with the record. I would have got put in cuffs. I would have been with the record. I would have been put in cuffs. Then they would have harassed. Then they would have harassed my passenger. So growing up past Dina and them hoes being, them laws being hoes, I'm like, I don't want this shit to happen to her. Oh, absolutely. Like, when the second law showed up, I already knew she was packing my shit up. I wasn't tripping about that. It broke you my heart. Accepted your fate. No, it broke my heart. But it was. But this is one of the. See, this is one of the depressing things in my life. Is I was cool with. Okay, this is over with. Yeah. That's fucked up to say out loud. You end up and realize. No, no, no. But I'm saying yeah. years later, that's fucked up right now for me to say out loud. I'm so fucked up in my head back then. I'm like. Oh, yeah, fuck this one up again. All right, this is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah whatever. I, gonna yeah. Be pissed. Yeah. So. They had me in cuffs, and they were talking to her because she didn't have a record. They treating her totally different. But at one point, I you thought... You were in the car when they were talking no, to no, her? No, no, no. No, I'm still outside the car in cuffs. She's making her way around because they're going to let her drive. Now she's drunk. But at one point, the guy made a gesture, and I was like, oh, he's about to question her a little bit. I was close enough to him. I could have headbutted this fool, and I was about to. Because in my mind, I was like, if I headbutt this cat right now, they're not going to think one thing about no, anything she's off she the, did. She's off the slate. Yeah, they're going to, one's going to tackle me, and the other one might tase me. 
and that's happened before. I can I can I can fade that D all day, but I just didn't want to get her in trouble. That was my big thing. No, absolutely. So even sitting in the jail and having that fucking dream, I was like, that shit. It was it was fucked up, but it was like, you know what, Russ? This is really on you, dog. Like this is what happens. You accepted the situation, and you wanted to make sure that. She didn't get in trouble. The best case scenario, the worst case scenario, she was okay. Yes. That's a good man right there. That's I tried to be. I know. I love them. Yeah. So, essentially, your craziest story of y'all, too, is one that solidified his love yes. and your love for you. Yes. Because he was willing to fuck his life up, quote unquote. Not even. To like- save your uh, record. Yeah. That's love. Yeah. That's love. That's what I felt. And that's why when he got out and got in the car that first morning. Was it like next day he got out or was um, it a couple of days? Like, it was a couple of days because we had to deal with, because we were doing two different cities. Bail bonds, so two different cities. We had to deal with all of that. And everyone through the whole process, which, okay. I mean, I feel like they could kind of, when I was going up to... Pasadena to pay his fines and then when I went up to Deer Park to pay his fines I feel like everyone could understand and they kind of knew that I had never had to do this before like I like I was an innocent and all of this and so they were everyone was super nice to me which is why when he gets all heated about like how cops treat him and everything I'm just like I don't I don't see that part because everyone's always been super nice to me, even through all this. Because you have a clean slate and they don't because have anything I, to go off Exactly. Of. There's no past for you. Exactly. And so it was when he, but when he got in the car after Deer Park, I gave him a kiss and like he first looked at me and he's like, I could have sworn my shit was packed in red. That and you were you leaving were, me. Yeah. That this was it. Yeah. And he was but like. But you being an intelligent human is like, like look, this wasn't your fault. No. This was just a situation. You were thing. doing a solid for me. Absolutely. Like, he was looking out for you. You were doing a for solid interest. for me. Letting me get drunk with my friends to celebrate her birthday. You were driving me home. It was my shitty ass Pontiac G5 that got you in this G5's fucking nice situation. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the G6s. The G6s. G6s yeah, are right. nice. Yeah, I had a fucking G5. This yeah, piece G5. of shit. A G5 plane is really nice. Yeah. Oh, it was the shittiest car. I'm so sorry I sold it to what's his name. <laughs> but At anyway, least you got rid of it, though. I did. Um, but it was that shitty-ass car that got us in the situation, and I held none of that against No him. remorse, no regret. There's no Just... regret. Like, nothing. Like, my first thought was, how do I get him out? As soon as I possibly can. How do I can. save my man that just laid his life exactly. on the line for me? Exactly. Absolutely. He did this that's, for me. What do I need to do to get him out? That is, and, and a lot of people are like, you know, true love doesn't exist. That's true love. That's that's real care and love. Like, I'll throw my life out. I'll go to prison for the rest of my life to save the girl that I love. Is tail light or less plate light? Blinker. Oh, blinker. Blinker light. Oh, okay. Because he knew how... It left, was, blink, uh, left blinker, right? It was left blinker. Yeah, left blinker. He knew it was out because the front one, because he was across the way. That's and right. blinking faster, so he knew my back one was out. Uh, gotcha. It was funny, though, because, like, the humor, like, see, I'm a big... The universe, has a, the universe has a sense of humor. A light being out was the reason I caught my felony the first time. It was. I caught a felony. That's right. I caught a felony because the guy... Was radar people. We didn't break the radar. He falls because he was looking for drunk drivers because it's prom weekend. He pulls over because the license plate light was out. PSA: Always check that every light on your car. Look, 
PSA, PSA, no, PSA out here for the hood. If you're doing hood shit. Don't swallow cocaine. (laughs) Nah, do that. Do that, yeah. Die before you catch a felony. Because you can always throw that shit up. Throw your life to the game before you throw into the game. If you're about to move some work out here in these streets. Rental car or not, dog, and 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 you boys out there on that south side, you know what I'm talking about on that rental car. Check those lights, bro. Check the blinkers. Check, check the headlights. Check your brights. These laws are hey pulling you over with a dim fucking license plate light, and you got work in the car, son. You got three pounds, and your license plate light is out. Fuck that. You better look at that light. Oh, so now I'm hyper aware though, like. Even when I start my cars because they're all on, all on auto, I make sure I can see two headlights. I put my brakes on and my rear view camera. I make sure it's all lit up. I'm like, I have nothing on my record, but, but I know he drives my car. Yeah. So I just want to make sure because... You don't want to live in another situation like no, that. No, not at all. That's not, not a fun all. situation. No, it most definitely... It was the... Out of the 32 years I've been alive, that was the most stressful night of my entire life. A, because I fix everything and I figure out how we're going to fix everything. So not knowing what I'm doing drove me fucking insane. And B, I didn't know it was two cities we were dealing with. I thought I was just going to deal with Pasadena and then end up I'm dealing with Deer Park too. So that was a little bit stressful as well. Deer Park is stressful. <laughs> they don't fuck around. Neither does Pasadena. Like, I feel like Pasadena is worse than Deer Park. But... Yeah, way worse. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't realize that... Um... So I want to, I'm thinking about maybe in, add this to the end of the last one we just did. Yeah. Because I just realized something, and I think I told her about it. Pause. So, hearing all this stuff about us meeting, uh, some of us remembering stories a certain way, and yada, yada, yada. I want to say two big things. My first thing is this. For all you single people out here, you listening right now, you would honestly say I'm batshit crazy. You have that right. If I was a single guy hearing this shit, I would think both of us, me and this lovely woman, are batshit crazy. But that's what love is. And then love's not being batshit crazy. Love is, it sounds weird to everybody else, but you and her, or you and him. Love is looking out for the people that you care about, no matter how it affects you. Fucking Oprah over here. No, real. No, yeah, you You are. You get loving, you get loving, you get loving. (laughs) But I guess what I was trying to get at is this: is like being married to me, and like I joke around to you sometimes and tell you, like y'all, you and Holly have dated longer than me and her have been together solid. But I used to tell you all the time, I was like, dude, the ring on the finger changes everything. It's the small things, and I and I and 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 I think sometimes maybe it's not because we have like I have a really good friend of mine who's been in a relationship longer than I've even known her and they've have kids and all that and their shit's fucked though dude in my opinion now it works kids for them throw a wrench into it though but no no but yeah but it's not even the kids though but see it's their relationship but it's their little fucking world it works and all this shit and that's why I told her from the get go I'm like I'm not gonna judge them like their shit's fucked in my opinion but it works for them whatever but here's my thing me and her are the are polar opposites in a lot of situations. We have different outlooks when it comes to a lot of different topics and all this shit. You treat life differently. But here's the thing. I wouldn't be married to nobody that was just like me. 
Absolutely. Because I'm such a center of attention, I couldn't stand another motherfucker like me. No, absolutely. It worked out my favor to catch somebody that is smarter than me, that is more down to earth than I am sometimes, That's and it keeps me and it keeps me in check. He puts you. She, uh, oh, no, right. no, no, no. She, she puts she put, you in your place. You no, need to be. I need no. For absolutely, sure. absolutely. For sure. And so that's and that's my thing about the marriages. Even, though, <laughs> <laughs> even though there's times I just look at her, I'm like, I could, I, I could smother you with a pillow. <laughs> Feelings mutual. Yeah. No. But I wake up the next morning. I wouldn't trade that for nobody else. Like that's what it really is. But that's true and, love. No, um, yeah, no. But like to me, that's what it is. Though, is like that's what. There's times we meet married couples don't even say shit like that around us because we get around married couples. Like you hear us hanging out, she's talking shit about me. I'm telling y'all, she's a fucking dirty ass liar. But there's other couples we're around. We discuss them, and they fucking slap the other one. Like, oh, she, you're more like this motherfucker. Yeah. And that's what blows my mind. You can't is, compare your marriage to another no, you, person. No, you can't. So. No, you can't compare. No, I'm not but, saying by yeah, you. No, by no, bad no, 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 like, no, for sure. No, but I mean, I say it with other people, you're not comparing. But you can relate. They get along a lot better around publics, but then they they talk shit about their one on one time. Where our one on one time is kind of solid, but we talk shit about each other in public because that's what we like. So. I wanted to add this. I didn't want to add all this in, Smarters. So you're here later. I wanted to add what I was telling you about marriage because it followed into the episode. Not all this, but second part of it was I wanted me and you, my wife I'm talking to, do a shout-out because I don't know if I told you this, but our favorite guy, like the per- the artist of our wedding song, is in the hospital right now because of COVID. Mm, yeah. So, to the John Prine family, to John Prine himself, I want you to know from the bottom of my heart that the greatest joy I had of my wedding night was having my first dance with my wife, and our song was in spite of ourselves. That song is not verbatim, me and my wife, but it's fucking pretty goddamn close. 90%. Not 90%. So... With this episode, he might not ever hear it, but you know what? If somebody else in this crowd hears it and they're a John Prime fan, I want y'all to know right now that me and my wife want to send out our condolences to condolences jumping the gun. Yeah, we want to send our love out to John Prime and his family. We want y'all to get John. We want John Prime to get well. We hope that after all the battles you went to, brother, COVID ain't gonna fucking keep you down. Good music still coming. But in spite of ourselves, we're we're sitting on a rainbow, baby boy. So get well soon. And if some if some weird way you do hear this shit, I just want you to give me permission to use your songs on my podcast.